like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. While bondage made it into the acronym because of its association with power exchange, bondage is also a very popular kink. I'm Primal Piggy. You can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word, or as an admin at a really popular Facebook page, really kind of a big one, called Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape. And you can find that on Facebook at WCDT BDSM. Check out our private group, uh, which is BDSM Education Group. It's about 1,200 people. You can find the link to that on Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape. Or you can find a lot of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. And so today we're going to talk about the bondage kink. Uh, We previously looked at various types of mental bondage that required no tools to accomplish. And that's really the safest place to start. So even if you're not into like submissive positions or slave positions, really... um, the best place to start with bondage is to start with mental bondage. Uh, begin with a simple command to stay still and silent during a scene. And while you do something, uh, while you do something sensual and or erotic to your partner, so you tell them that uh, you you give them the command that they have to stay still and they have to be silent during the scene while you're doing something sensual. You're uh, rubbing your fingers up and down uh, some body part or you're doing something erotic or sexual to them. In other words, you're adding some type of stimulation to make it increasingly difficult for the person who is bound by your command. Eventually, you'll give your partner the command to relax and enjoy the sensations, but but they will uh, squirm possibly and they will possibly whimper or moan or something, just trying to stay bound by that, uh, by that stillness and that silence. <laughs> and then afterwards, get their feedback about what they experienced, if they enjoyed the mental bondage experience. And then if they did, perhaps they'll want to explore physical bondage. But start with something mental first. As with all BDSM, communication and consent are totally important. This actually goes both directions. In every scene, both the top, the one who is outside of the bondage, and the bottom, the one who is inside the bondage, need to be consensual participants in the kink. Being spontaneous while sometimes Confused with passion and excitement is usually a way for someone to hide inexperience. So a lot of times people will say, well, we'll just be really spontaneous and they don't want to plan anything or they, you know, or they'll use spontaneity as an excuse to not plan, uh, not plan a scene. And a lot of times they're what they're really doing is just hiding um, their inexperience Uh, beyond the negotiations of communicating and getting consent. 
BDSM and bondage especially, they often take a bit of planning. And so uh, BDSM takes some negotiation, takes a conversation, takes some communication. It talks. It, it takes getting consent, and it also often takes a little bit of planning, uh, planning what you're going to do with your partner, how you're going to safely do it. And, uh, you know, this can be exciting too because you're – uh, it can be somewhat like foreplay where you're, you know, you're getting to dream or fantasize or think up uh, what you want to do to a person, how you're going to do it, um, ha what is within their limits and within their boundaries. Um, and, you know, on and when the scene actually takes place, oftentimes fantasy is a little different than reality. So. Uh, you know, prepare for that, but not having to worry about if you're going to injure your partner or if your partner is going to withdraw consent, it, that really frees you both to be passionate about what you're doing. Planning scenes rather than trying to be spontaneous is always the better route, especially with BDSM. Uh, our advice for those who are new to physical bondage is to avoid rope. Let me say that again. Our advice for those who are new to physical bondage is to avoid rope. Uh, we would also ask that you avoid handcuffs, tape, zip ties, or anything that requires knives, not, or knots, cutting things, or keys to remove them. Um, something with Velcro or with a loose buckle is going to be the best place to start. The reason being is that, you know, if somebody, if you're in the middle of a scene... And, 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 uh, you, you know, you want to be able to quickly remove the bondage if, if either of you feels triggered or emotionally uncomfortable during any part of that scene, you may need to remove them for just a few moments to kind of process what you're doing uh, and then put them on and proceed. Or you may need to remove the bondage for the rest of the scene. So you definitely don't want to have anything tying you up or anything where you're fiddling with a key or, you know, any kind of tape or zip ties, anything that you have to cut to cut off. I can, you know, it can be, uh, you know, if someone's freaking out at their very first bondage scene <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, 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 this just isn't for me, then you could be freaking out trying to take it off and it can just be really bad and traumatic for everyone involved. Bedroom bondage is the term for these type of restraints that we recommend. They are Velcro, or they use Velcro or buckles, and they attach together with, like, metal or plastic clips. And you can anchor them to straps that run underneath a mattress, or you can attach them together, or, you know, you can, you know, really kind of... Uh, you can, you know, you can just anchor them down if you need to or, uh, you know, attach the two cuffs together. The anchor points are usually intentionally going to be a little loose, especially with beginner bedroom bondage, because bedroom bondage is about exploring being bound and less about totally immobilizing a partner. So a lot of bedroom bondage is going to be kind of lightweight. It's not going to be super heavy duty. So when you're buying something and you go, wow, this just doesn't look like I could totally immobilize my partner. Well, that's because that's not the purpose of the tool that you're getting. It may seem in a fantasy sense, great. Oh, I totally want to immobilize them. I want to bind them down to where they can't move at all. 
and in in intermediate or advanced bondage, that's great. But when you're first, you don't want to do anything traumatic like that to someone when you're first being introduced to bondage. There's also various accessories within bedroom bondage, things like spreader bars, over-the-door anchor points, swings, slings, hog tie clips. There's a whole lot more. There's all kinds of things there. A bedroom bondage really is not just for beginners, though. I mean, as you explore, you can get more heavy-duty restraints, and you can begin to explore with things like suspension cuffs or types of dungeon furniture, like a cross or a bench or, or something like that. You can even start to try to restrain each other to uh, restrain your part, your bottom to uh, to a seat or a stool or, you know, something like that. Uh, and physical bondage often accompanies other kinks. Many of those we'll cover later in this podcast series when we talk about sadism or masochism. And, um, you know, in our next podcast, We'll look more at how to grow in your exploration of bondage. Um, and, and if you're at a more intermediate level and you're wanting to grow to, you know, perhaps something more advanced, then tomorrow's podcast will really be for you. But today we just wanted to introduce you to, you know, to the kink of bondage and, and really tell new people where they should start and, you know, some of the things that we feel uh, they should, because of safety and because of uh, just, you know, wanting to not, it, it, wanting it not to be too traumatic for those who are exploring um, the things that they should avoid. And so um, I'll repeat this one last time here because I want it to be heard really loud and clear is our advice for those who are new to physical bondage is to avoid rope, avoid handcuffs, avoid tape. Avoid zip ties or anything that requires knots, cutting things, or keys to remove them. You'll want to look for something with Velcro or with a buckle that's somewhat loose. Um, and you'll want to be able to quickly remove the bondage if either of you feels triggered um, or emotionally or physically uncomfortable during any part of the scene. You, want, you may need to remove them for just a few moments just to process what you're doing. Put them back on, continue the scene, or your, you or your partner may not really like bondage. The fantasy of bondage may be better than the reality of bondage for you. And you may need to remove bondage and put it on your limit list and, uh, you know, remove it for the rest of the scene. And so you definitely don't want to make a huge investment, but you also don't want to use things that are, you know, going, may cause trauma. Uh, especially in the exploration stage. Again, I'm Primal Piggy. This has been a BDSM United podcast. You can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word, or you can find me as an admin at Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape. You can find that Facebook page at WCDT BDSM. You can search for either of those and find us. Uh, thank you for listening today.